0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Johnners Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohnners.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in History. We are going to look at the week of April 22nd through the 28th. We have our regular segments with Monday Night Wars. This time it's going to be WWE versus TNA. And, of course, the Superstar Spotlights with Chris Candido and Kane in the spotlight. You got birthdays, deaths, headlines, title changes, big events, all that coming up. Thank you for joining us on our different platforms, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Art Heart Radio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We are on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube, so you can always watch us visually on those uh, platforms. And, of course, we want to give a shout-out to our other sponsor that I still have to put into the edition, and that is Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. It is a local independent wrestling organization happening here in London, Ontario, and surrounding areas. And if you missed our last show the other weekend, just this past weekend in Strathroy, you missed a really great show, Rowdy Crowd, and I want to let you know that you can still catch us Saturday, May 14th in Elmer, Ontario. Doors open at 6 p.m., bell time 7 p.m., and we're bringing back the golden age of professional wrestling. Uh, just announced earlier today, CeCe Moss is going to make her Hammerlock debut. And of course, as I told you before, I'm making my in-ring debut as the ring announcer for Hammerlock. So it's going to be an exciting show, and you don't want to miss it. And one other shout-out to uh, people in this area of London, Ontario, and anywhere in Ontario, if you are willing to drive here, Shockstock is back, and you want to check out Shockstock this weekend, starting uh, Friday through Sunday, and a lot of uh, great entertainment and movies to be watched during that time. Karaoke, karaoke. DJ Dance Party with uh, DJ Philo, and so much more. You don't want to miss it. A guy who knows all about Shockstock and wrestling history is our very own Jonesy over in Niagara Falls. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing fantastic. And yeah, it's
0: uh, Shockstock weekend, and uh, I've been there a
1: couple of times. I like horror. I'm not a super fan, but um, definitely great, great people, and uh, at the... a place you can be yourself
0: yep a really great uh, bunch of guys uh shout out to uh some of the original scumbags being uh jake nathan and uh dj Farlow. and can't uh go wrong with uh catching up with some independent I, horror flicks yeah. and i think there is a special prize if uh, you find uh, duker sleeping somewhere usually yes but we are going to talk about history and i'll give another shout out to Shockstock. Happening this weekend, later on at the end of the show at the Ramada Inn here in London. But uh, let's do some history, starting off with some headlines.
1: All right. 24 years ago, April 22nd, 1998, during a live episode of Thunder, Marcus Buff Bagwell was severely injured after taking a bulldog off the second rope. He would lay on the mat for 11 minutes before being moved to the hospital he would suffer severe uh, damaged uh, vertebrae and spinal shock and would require the use of a wheelchair for some time.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, bad news uh, that happened to him on that one, and people were really shocked, as you said. But then WCW, of course, made it into a storyline when he came back, and they did it again, and people thought, oh, no, and that's when he turned heel on Rick Steiner and joined up with Scott. So... I don't know. It's, it's the gray line on that whole thing, especially when it's that close to reality. Well, you know, buff is the stuff.
1: Uh, Twelve years ago, April twenty second, two thousand and ten, WWE released some employees, including uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Mickey James, Shofernaki, Fornaki, Jimmy Wang Yang, Jesse Gordy, uh, Katie Lee Burchill, and Mike Knox. Uh, Katie the
0: uh, Burchill, any relation to a pirate? That's uh, what the storyline was. uh, That she was uh, apparently his sister, and before things went sideways and he became a pirate, uh, before that, uh, and they ended up dropping her last name of Burchill. At that time, she also went over to WCW, I mean TNA, and was Winter, Uh, but in WWE, there had been rumors that they were going to do some sort of uh, incestuous relationship between brother and sister Paul and Katie Lee, which that never happened, but Hmm. it was a rumored uh, possibility.
1: Uh, 17 years ago, April 23rd, 2005, we all learned how much WCW cost the WWE through a press release 6.6 million Uh, that included all expenses from getting to the end of the whole process that took about five years. Uh, 15 years ago, April 23rd, 2007, on Raw from London, England. Uh, Raw produced one of the, its best matches. Shawn Michaels defeated WWE Champion John Cena in a non-title match. The contest lasted almost an hour and has been voted best Raw match ever, twice
0: by the Wrestling Observer
1: Newsletter. And I can say I've never actually seen that match.
0: Yeah, it's a decent match. It's a uh, rematch a couple, about a month later after uh, WrestleMania 23 when Cena beat Shawn Michaels in Detroit. All right, Uh, 39 years ago, April 24th,
1: 1983, AWA President Stanley Blackburn officially strips Hulk Hogan of the AWA World Heavyweight Championship and uh, uh, erased his win from the record books due to using a foreign object. Uh, The same object that Bobby the Brain uh, used on Hogan earlier in the match. I'm not sure if he was actually the brain yet, just says Bobby Heenan here. Yeah, uh, 38 years ago, April 24th, 1984, a returning Ken Patera returns to the WWF and picks up his first win since serving two years in prison for property damage at a McDonald's and assaulting, assaulting a police officer. Gotta love, I would, I would never have thought Ken Patera especially the Ken Patera that came back and was more colorful
0: than the one beforehand. Yeah, who knows? And I think he was with Mr. Saito uh, on that one. I do believe. Uh, 32
1: years ago, April 24th,
0: 1990,
1: at a WWF television taping in San, Diego, uh, San, San Antonio uh, in a semi-final match for the IC belt rick martell and rowdy roddy piper fought to a double dq thus giving mr perfect a bye by the finals of the tournament and man if anyone could see the horrible editing that i did on that see i never did well very well in school and editing and english and shit like that Mm -mm, not this guy (laughs) uh interesting that the um interesting that match a perfect against tito actually was taped the night before uh, the pre-internet spoiler days.
0: Yeah, I love spoilers. And actually spoilers. for that tournament, it was after uh, Warrior had won the uh, WWE title for, or WWE belt from uh, Hogan at WrestleMania six, and had to give up the Intercontinental title. And I actually wanted Mr. Perfect to uh, get the belt. So even though he was heel, it was the best uh, move for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 years ago, April 25th, 1980, both the WWF and
1: NWA World Heavyweight Champions um, were defended in St. Louis, Missouri. A WWF champion, Bob uh, Backlund, defeated Bulldog Bob Brown to retain the NWA World Champ. Harley Race successfully defended against Ric Flair. April twenty fifth, 2000, a returning Stone gold uh, out from neck surgery in November, returns and destroys the DX Express by dropping a steel beam on it, causing the bus to blow up. In just Lex- only in Hollywood where the, bu- the bus blow up from the steel beam dropping on it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of weird, but I guess I wonder if it was also the old Lex Express, just spray painted with DX colors. <laughs> It could have been. I'm telling you, if
1: I love demolition derbies, and if I ever got the chance to paint a bus for the bus bus demolition derbies, oh, I'm telling you, I would raise money so we could get that baby look just like the Lex Express. That would be awesome. All right. Uh did, did, did. Uh, 22 years ago, April 25th, 2002, Randy Orton makes his WWF television debut with a win over Hardcore Holly at a SmackDown taping. Eight years ago, April 25th, 2014, WWE superfan Connor Michalik, or McCalik uh, died of complications from b- brain and spinal cancer. He was just eight years old. Connor would receive the very first Warrior Award in 2015, which was accepted by his father, Steve, and brother, Jackson. And yeah, that always brings out the uh, sadness because uh, only eight years old, but hey, he uh, did make a mark.
0: Yeah, he was a really cute kid. And uh, there's uh, the video where he actually hits Triple H and pins him and stuff like that. And of course, he was at ringside for uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, victory at WrestleMania 30 and mm-hmm. uh brian made a uh effort to go and see him before also celebrating uh during the ticker tape uh, confetti falling from uh, the ceiling but he made sure to say hi to uh, connor and thank him yep and hey little kid had had a
1: wrestlemania moment Uh, 42 years ago oh sorry 46 years ago April 26 1976 in New York City Stan Hansen breaks Bruno Sammartino's neck during their WWF championship match the match was stopped by the referee due to excessive bleeding Sammartino would retain but at a price Hansen would go on to claim his clothesline broke Hansen's neck when in reality it was a botched body slam that did the damage 30 years ago, April 26, 1992, it said Justice would wrestle his last match for a while in the WWF as he started his suspension for failing a drug test just before WrestleMania 8. His last match uh, was a loss to The Warrior. He would end up leaving for WCW until his return in 95.
0: And hey, April uh, serving a suspension that was just in time for softball season.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, 23 years ago, April 27, 1999, WWF taped the pilot episode of SmackDown from the New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, this was intended as a one-time special. However, UPN would pick it up as a series due to the high 5.8 rating it re- received. Uh, this show saw the formation of the corporation, the big show, a defeated test in just 47 seconds. X-Pac and Kane defeated the New Age Outlaws, Mr. Ass, and Road Dogg to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. Ken Shamrock defeated Bradshaw in a no-holds-barred street fight. And Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock defeated the Corporate Ministry, which, of course, was The Undertaker and Triple H. Fifteen years ago, April twenty-seven, two thousand and seven, the first film from the WWE Studios did a big belly flop at the box office, with only eight point five million. The condemned-starring Stone Cold Steve Austin would, however, recoup its losses and actually made money due to DVD sales of over twenty-two million. Now I have that DVD. Ah, you're part of the twenty-two million. That's a lot of of sales and DVDs.
0: Yeah, but I think it was a decent movie. A good concept could have been maybe better. Like, it's definitely not one of those movies that probably deserve to go to the theater. But in today, 2022, that would be a great uh, premiere on, say, Netflix or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And do great for them. Yeah, a lot of those type
1: of movies, especially starring wrestlers, um, they're not all bad. I've seen a couple of Steve Austin's movies, and he's he's a decent enough actor. And what they put him in, he fits in pretty good. I, I even seen um, Edge's um, movie that was a casino on a, a plane, and Kelsey Grammer was the bad guy. It's actually uh, decent. I don't recall that one. Yeah, I'm not sure when it came out, but I watched it probably not sure if I watched that. Here at one of the other places I've been at. But anyways, um, it was a pass. I gave it a pass. Nice. Uh, 13 years ago, April 27th, 2009 in Charlotte, Reed Flair would face felony charges. This was due to driving impaired, a revoked license, and possessing heroin. Uh, This would uh, end Ring of Honor's relationship with Reed and his father. Seven years ago, April twenty eighth, two 2015, in Illinois, Bad News Barrett defeated Neville in the final to win the 2015 King of the Ring Tournament. Now, of course, by then, the King of the Ring Tournament meant
0: nothing. Uh, true, but he did make a good king. He, um, I like him. He's a good
1: wrestler. Whatever gimmick they gave him, he, he did his best with it, and he's uh, uh, pretty good on commentary, too.
0: Yeah, it's always been a shame to uh, know what I think what could have been had Cena at least been willing to put over the Nexus at uh, SummerSlam. But as soon as that uh, didn't happen, it was all downhill from there. Thankfully, he was able to uh, recover, and currently he's uh, one of the commentators for NXT 2.0. All right. Eight years. Oh, we're going to go into
1: deaths now. Eight years ago, April 26, 2014, Marshall Aaron Meyer, a.k.a. Lee Marshall, dies of esophageal cancer in Santa Monica, California. He was 64. Of course, Marshall was a longtime radio announcer, including time in Canada up in Windsor, known as King News. And appeared in the West Coast Rap All Stars video. We're on the same gang. Go check that out on YouTube. Not right now, but later. Can you hear new music in the background? A little bit.
0: Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll turn that down if you want to do. No, uh, yeah, not worried about again. it. In wrestling, Marshall was uh, a host of AWA on ESPN for years, and was the announcer for WrestleMania 2. The L.A. portion. I actually don't remember Lee Marshall being uh, the announcer for that one. But in the mid-90s, he was part of the WCW broadcast team. He would also uh, succeed Thurl Ravencroft as the voice of Tony the Tiger in 2005. He would continue uh, to do voice work, including cartoons and wild wrestling. Seven years ago, on April 27, 2015... Laverne Clarence Gagné, also known as Vern Gagné, passed away at the age of 89. And 20 years ago, April 28, 2002, Lou dies of complications from triple bypass surgery in a hospital in Orlando, Florida. He was 86. And that'll take us to our Superstar Spotlight, the somewhat underrated Chris Candido. All right. Uh, do you want to do that one? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so Chris Candido uh, passed away. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah, t- April 28th. So today in uh, 2005, he was the age of 33. He died from pneumonia due to a blood clot from surgery in New Brunswick, New Jersey. He was born March 21st, 1972 in Edson, uh, New Jersey. He's a third-generation wrestler. His grandfather was Popeye Chuck Richards, who competed for the WWWF. He would meet his... Uh, oh, sorry. Wrong. bye Whoa! He ended up meeting uh, Tammy Lynn Cinch while they were in high school, and they were high school sweethearts, uh, basically up until he died, regardless of what happened on her side of things. Uh, While traveling the independent circuit, he would become lifelong friends with also uh, Balls Mahoney. In 92, Candido and Sitch would uh, join Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Then the next year for Eastern Championship Wrestling, holding tag tales twice with Johnny Hotbody and Chris Michaels, also known as the Suicide Blondes. In late 93, he would have his greatest success in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in both singles and tag action teaming with Brian Lee. In November 94, Candido won a 10-man tournament to uh, become the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. This was the first champion since Shane Douglas uh, threw down the title in August uh, of that year. Then by May 95, Candido and Sitch made their way to WWF television as Skip and Sonny. Tammy actually made it there first as Tamara Murphy uh, doing uh, event news. But then all of a sudden, that uh, gimmick was done. He came in, and they were the uh, exercise gurus of Skip and Sonny, the body does. They ended up feuding with uh, Barry Horowitz, who ended up getting his first televised win uh, out of them instead of always losing, and feuded with uh, them and Rod Radford. Hakushi uh, got involved with that whole thing after all that ended, and... The pairing with Bradford and Skip didn't work out. He got put with Tom Pritchard, who ended up cutting his hair and becoming Zip of the body, Donna's, his kayfabe cousin. They ended up winning the tag titles uh, at the end of the tournament on the pre-show of WrestleMania 12. And uh, later on, Sonny would leave them, and they brought in Cloudy, a cross-dressing gentleman named uh, James H- uh, Haney, but that didn't last long either. But late 96, he ended up leaving to go to ECW and feud with Bam Bam Bigelow and Lance Storm and even became champ tag team champions with Lance Storm. That whole odd couple uh, better as a team but hate each other type uh, situation going on there. He ended up going to WCW, winning the Cruiserweight uh, title and was fired uh, along with Sitch when she had uh, issues with Kimberly and I guess drug paraphernalia was also found. He'd uh, wrestled for XPW in late two thousand five, joined TNA, and had a brief uh, time uh, been there. He broke his leg in a match against Sonny Siaki. During that time, he had to get the operation on his leg, and rushed to the hospital. Unfortunately, blood clot happened, and with pneumonia and everything, uh, they, I guess they didn't send him home with any uh, meds for uh, to prevent infections. And he got the pneumonia and ended up uh, dying, as I said, at the age of 33. So he was part of the Body Donors, the New Blood in WCW, uh, Planet Jarrett, also in WCW, uh, Suicide Blondes, and Triple Threat over in. ECW, uh, trained by Larry Sharp, worked a lot of different places, uh, Smoky Mountain, ECW, WWF, WCW, TNA, and NWA. It's a shame that at the age of 33 he is gone, but it's also a shame what his personal life was as far as his relationship with uh, Tammy, uh, not being really respected and kind of Treated like a chump. Uh, And the guys in the locker room even uh, sort of made fun of him because he was still devoted to uh, Sonny. Meanwhile, she was doing every other guy, including Shawn Michaels, all over the place. So,
1: Remember when Sonny came to town, and, man, my father left with a big smile.
0: Um, But that is our superstar spotlight uh, on the passing of Chris Candido.
1: All right, rest in peace there, uh, big man. Speaking of big, going to big events, 34 years ago, April 22nd, 1988, WWF tapes the 16th episode of Saturday Night's main event in Springfield, Massachusetts, which would air one week later. Also, three episodes of Wrestling Challenge were taped and had the debut of ring announcer Mike McGurk. And for those who don't know Mike McGurk, That's a lady, and um, not a bad-looking lady, I must say. She was quite tall. Lots of lag.
0: Yeah, and uh, she ended up uh, dressing in the uh, whole suit, uh, like, tuxedo with the tails and everything, and tried to be very old-school in her presentation.
1: And, uh, man, Bobby Heenan had great fun with her. (laughs) I saw Jim Duggan defeated Hercules by a DQ. Uh, Macho Man and Savage defeated one main gang to retain the WWF championship. Demolition, Axe, and Smash defeated the British Bulldogs, Davey Boy Smith, and Dynamite Kid by DQ to retain the WWF tag team belts. 22 years ago, April twenty-second, 2000, ECW held the final Cyber Slam. And 16 years ago, April 22nd, 2006, Ring of Honor presented the 100th show from Philly. Brian Danielson would wrestle twice on the show, retaining the ROH World Championship both times. 16 years ago, April 23rd, 2006, TNA presented the lockdown with every match on the show inside a steel cage. 17 years ago, uh, April 24, 2005, TNA presented the very first lockdown where, course, you know the story. Uh, the show was the final event for Chris Candido before his sudden passing less than a week later. During the opening match, Candido suffered a dislocated ankle, broken tibia, and broken fibula after taking a dropkick and landing on his leg awkwardly. Two days later, he had an operation on his ankle, and a plate, screws, and pins were placed in his ankle. Three days after the surgery, Candido uh, collapsed and was rushed to hospital, where he was pronounced dead a short time later. The death was due to a blood clot from the surgery. Uh, No titles would change on the card. 33 years ago, April 25th, 1989, WWF taped the 21st edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from Iowa, airing May 27th. King uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Ravishing Rick Rude by count-out in a WWF-IC match. Oh, poor Rick Rude.
0: He had Uh, to suck up a lot of garbage. uh,
1: But, you know, I, 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 I do like Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh after being attacked by zeus uh hulk hogan defeated the big boss man in a steel cage match to retain the wwf championship
0: the big blue and, cage
1: oh the blue cage yes uh the Brainbusters, busters Arn anderson and Tony blanchard defeated uh, demolition axe and smash by dq in a wwf tag team championship match 23 years ago april 25th 1999 WWF presented the last in your house, number 28, which was called Backlash. 12 years ago, April 25th, 2010, WWE presented Extreme Rules. 11 years ago, uh, 2011, uh, WWE presented the 2011 WWE draft on the special edition of Raw. This would be the last draft until the brands would split again in 2016. John Cena would be traded uh, twice, landing back on Raw. Also, to Raw was Mysterio, Big Slow, and Alberto Del Jerco. To SmackDown was Randy Orton, Mark Henry, and Sin, always getting hurt himself in the ring, Cara. 28 years ago, April 26, 1994, AAA presented Triple Mania 2, Part A, from Mexico. Uh, Trip Romania at this time was a series of events until 1997. Uh, 24 years ago, April 26, 1998, WWF presented In Your House 21, Unforgiven from the Greensboro Coliseum.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one where they actually had uh, the uh, Kane versus Undertaker Inferno match. Ah. Yeah, one of those uh, visually cool... But uh,
1: it's just, wow, it's a lot of work in danger and holy shit, that must have been hot. I mean, yeah, I was never there for those type of that. matches, but, but you know, we felt how hot the, the things from Kane uh, cane uh, can be. Even when you're far away, you can feel that heat and it's like, holy crap. If you're like right by ringside and that's going off. Yeah, that's so imagine being at ringside. When so they were flaring concert, up, um, seen uh in a standard hockey size arena, you could feel the heat from like the other side. So, uh, uh, oh man, they must have just been sweating balls in there.
0: I can only imagine. And they wear full uh gear, it's not like they're wearing trunks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: doo, 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 doo. Uh, 13 years ago, April 26, 2009, uh, WWE presented Backlash. Another Backlash was uh, 19 years ago, April 27, 2003. Uh, they presented a Backlash. And that might be this. No, that's a different one. So, <laughs> uh, 14 years ago, April twenty-seventh, two 2008, WWE presented uh, another Backlash from Baltimore. And eight years ago... Uh, April 27th, two, uh, 2014, TNA Presented Sacrifice. Ooh, one more event to go, I think, here. Eh? Oh, no, there is more. Yeah, A few yeah. more. 35 years ago, uh, 20, uh, April 28th, uh, 1987. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why is it? Oh, yeah, this is April. Gee, I'm see. C- oh, man, because I've been doing ones ahead again. I'm all confused. Um, 35 years ago today, April 28th, Uh, 1987 WWF taped Saturday night's main event, which aired four days later on NBC. Macho Man Randy Savage defeated George the Animal Steel in a Lumberjack match. The British Bulldogs, debut, Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid defeated the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, to zip in a Best of Three Falls match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. However, the titles did not change hands because the first fall ended in a DQ win for the Bulldogs. Ricky Steamboat defeated Hercules by DQ to retain the WWF IC belt. And the can name connection Rick Martell and Tom Zink defeated Nikolai Volkoff
0: and the Iron Sheik. When Sheik was a lot more agile and able to yeah. get to the ring.
1: Yeah, the last few years he was wrestling, he was uh, w- just waddling to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he probably could have uh, played a pretty good uh, penguin oh, 27 years ago, April 28th, 1995. WCW and New Japan co presented the two day event Collision in Korea from North Korea. Antonio Noki
0: defeated Ric Flair in the main event of night two. Yeah, and I think this is a uh, subject of the Dark Side of the Ring from this past uh, yeah. season, season three. And there's a lot of sketchiness uh, going on politically with that whole thing. And even a guy like Scott Norton getting taken into custody and nearly shitting himself as he's calling his wife. Uh, Yeah, crazy times over there in Korea for that event.
1: Uh, Well, if I ever go to Korea, I'll make sure I don't go with wrestlers. Uh, 26 years ago, April 28th, 1996, WWF presented in your house seven good friends, better enemies. This would be the last televised event for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash before leaving for WCW. Mad Dog of Sean's prosthetic leg would be used as a weapon in the main event between Shawn Michaels and Diesel.
0: Always a fun moment when you see them going <laughs> over and just grabbing Mad Dog and yanking. And next thing you know, you got... I a, th- a calf and a foot.
1: Oh my god! It was so funny. Uh, Ten years ago, April twenty eighth, two thousand and twelve, Extreme Rising presents its debut show. Extreme Reunion from Pennsylvania. This 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 ECW type reboot was not received well. As Sabu and Just Incredible were kicked off the show because they were hopped up on goofballs and couldn't perform. Why are we not surprised? Yeah. Title changes. April 22nd, 2000, Rhino defeated Yashiro Tajiri to win the ECW World Television title. April 22nd, 2000, Dreamer defeated Taz to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Taz will jump to the WWF. Uh, also, on that same show, Justin Credible then challenged Tommy Dreamer and wins the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Dreamer would hold uh, the belt for less than 10 minutes. Uh, and did you know Dreamer is the only men, man to hold both versions
0: of the ECW World Belt? Did you Fittingly know so. He, he was a heartbeat of ECW. Absolutely.
1: Uh, 43 years ago, April 23rd, 1979 in Greensboro, Paul Jones and Ricky Steamboat defeated the Masked Superstar and Ken Patera to win the vacated NWA World Tag Team Championship. Also known as Demolition X. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes, the Masked Superstar. I Actually, I like the, the uh, I like uh, interviews with him. He sounds like a very, very smart man. Uh, 34 years ago, April 23rd, 1988, in Greensboro, Sting and Lex Luger defeated Tolly Blanchard and Arn Anderson to win the last Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup tag team tournament. The tournament would end when Turner bought JCP months later.
0: Yeah, the NWA now, under uh, uh, Billy Corrigan, has been doing the uh, Crockett Cup for the last couple of years and honoring that tradition. Well,
1: yeah, you might NWA has been around for so long. I don't, I think there's one, there's, that's one promotion that will, I don't think ever die. And that's a good thing because it does have a huge long
0: history. Yeah. You can get most of their shows on, uh, I think fight uh, network, F I T E uh, and their app uh, is. Oh, they don't show it on YouTube no more. They had been doing YouTube, but I think they now are over on Fight. Uh, I think I'm at Mr. Perfect
1: and Tito. Uh, 32 years ago, April twenty-third, 1990, in Austin, Texas, Mr. Perfect defeated Tito Santana in a tournament final to win the vacated WWF IC belt. The title was vacated when the Warrior won the WWF championship at WrestleMania 6. Ten years ago, April twenty third, two 2012, on Raw from Detroit, uh, Nikki Bella defeated Beth Phoenix in a Lumberjill match to win the WWE Divas Championship. This made the Bella Twins the first sisters to hold the Divas Championship. 33 years ago, April 24th, 1989, Big Ben Bader defeated Shinya Hashimoto to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in the Tokyo Dome at Superpowers Clash. Got a lovely Three, picture of
0: him with his Mastodon mask.
1: Yes, and you know, I'm, I'm telling you, at the uh, Hall of Fame, I was so happy they actually had that thing there. Uh, only a little disappointed that it didn't, um, you know, had the pyro in it. But uh, you know,
0: I understand, especially yeah, at least placed. They didn't activate it, but at the same time, at least he uh, showed it, and he never did use it in uh, WWE. Uh, even though yeah, they no. also called him the Mastodon, but mm-hmm. at least he got honored.
1: Uh, Twenty-eight years ago, April twenty-fourth, nineteen ninety-four, at a. A WCW Saturday night taping, Ric Flair defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship at a WCW Saturday night taping. This was a rematch of the double pin result at Spring at Stampede uh, between Flair and Steamboat.
0: Uh, well, to say I think I mentioned it on one of our last episodes. I looked back and found this on YouTube, and my God, it is not a classic uh, in the uh, least sense of the word. And you notice where the fact that there is WCW Saturday night that it's happening. And they're in Orlando, I believe, uh, doing that one. And right facing the hard camera is like a bus tour of people, mostly kids, but they're all wearing the same t-shirt. So you can tell that they're on a bus tour of some sort. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And the crowd this is totally the opposite of Hogan and rock where the crowd made that match in this case in WCW for Saturday night, they took away from this match, which could have been an amazing classic because they were literally just tourists at a event that they got free tickets to because it was on the grounds. They didn't know or care who these guys were. And this is steamboat flair yep
1: again you know it's television taping and uh yeah there was a lot of good matches on saturday night uh, and a lot of people there didn't care
0: <laughs> pretty sad uh, 20
1: yep 22 years ago april twenty-fourth, 2000 on wcw monday nitro Diamond Dallas Page defeated Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Who wasn't winning the belt on that show by then? Uh, 30 years ago, April twenty fifth, 1992, in Philly, Jimmy Snuka defeated Sal Belamo to become the first Eastern Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. April 25th, 1999, Al Snow defeated Hardcore Holly to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 22 years ago, April 25th, 2000, at a SmackDown taping, Dee Malenko defeated Scotty Duhati to win the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. Crash Holly defeated Matt Hardy to win the WWF Hardcore Belt. 22 years ago, April twenty-fifth, 2000, at a WCW Thunder taping in Syracuse, David Arquette chalks the wrestling world by becoming the WCW World Heavyweight Champion after making the pin in a tag match where DDP's title was on the line. Fans were not impressed as the next week's Nitro went down by some 600,000 views. Slambury sales died and the movie Ready to Rumble crapped out completely. However, the bright side is David uh, Arquette donated his championship earnings to the families of Darren Drosdoff, who was paralyzed in 1999, Brian Pillman, and Owen Hart.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that about uh, David Arquette and what he ended up doing. But then, because of how the fans and media and everybody crapped on him for uh, winning the title and how it basically... Uh, disgraced the belt and the lineage and all the history, which I get. I totally get. But it wasn't his decision, and it was, I think, Tony Schiavone actually took credit for it by just offhandedly saying it backstage, and the morons that were the powers to be actually went and did it, and they were trying to just promote uh, Ready to Rumble as well, which was basically a WCW movie without being a WCW movie. But all that negativity did affect David Arquette in a way that it took him a long time to uh, alleviate that uh, bullying and everything that happened. Because if you end up seeing a documentary, and I believe it is on uh, Netflix. If not, it's on Amazon Prime, one of the two. Uh, But it's called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And he, even with all his heart issues and stuff like that, they had after wrestling, he started learning to wrestle for real, toured through Mexico, wrestled at, uh, in the middle of a street during a uh, stop uh, light, basically with other luchadors, made his way to a couple of uh, stupid uh, backyard brawl, uh, backyard fights Unfortunately, I ran into uh, Nick Cage, or Gage, should I say Nick Gage of CCW, who did him dirty and uh, nearly killed him, but there's a whole lot of things he did to learn how to be a wrestler and earn the respect of other wrestlers who thought he had done damage to the lineage and world of wrestling by just winning the title that night. So it's an awesome story. I definitely highly recommend going back and watching it. Uh, like I said, you can't kill David Arquette, and it is almost a redemption story for him for winning the WCW Championship.
1: I wish there was Mexican luchadors that would wrestle on my street corner. You never know. Uh, April twenty fifth, two 2010, Beth Phoenix defeated Michelle McCool in an Extreme Makeover match to win the WWE Women's Championship. 34 years ago, April 26, 1988, at NWA Worldwide Wrestling Taping in Chattanooga, the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers, defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. The win ends a 445-day title run for the Midnight Express. 30 years ago, April twenty, uh, April 26, 1992 in Philly, Johnny Hotbody defeated Jimmy Snuka to win the ECW Heavyweight Championship, which was one day after Snuka won it. Hot potato. 20, hot potato. April 26, 19... Hmm. I'm sure they could somehow make that into a uh, one of those kids' games, kind of like Hungry Hungry Hippos and... You know, all those other ones where the mechanism flips the thing. They could have one for wrestling where it's constantly changing titles. Anyways, April 26, 1994, uh, Captain Lou would lead his fifth and final tag team to the WWF championship. Uh, oh, sorry, 15th. That's one in five. Uh, as the head shrinkers, Fatu and Samu uh, defeated the Quebecers to win the WWF tag team championship. Uh, Albano guided some 13 teams to the WWF uh, tag belts, including the Valiant Brothers, the Wild Samoans, the Yukon Lumberjacks, the Blackjacks, the Moondogs, the Mass Executioners, the U.S. Express, and the British Bulldogs. His teams com, uh, combined for 15 championship wins, and plus he himself, along with Tony uh, Altamere as the Sicilians, uh, that is the combined 23 years ago april 26 1999 on wcw monday nitro sting defeated diamond dallas page to win the wcw heavyweight championship but wait later that night he loses it in a fatal uh, four-way with nash and goldberg with ddp reclaiming the belt and Ray Mysterio Jr. would defeat Psychosis to win the WCW Cruiserweight Belt. April 26, 2009, Christian defeated Jack Swagger to win the ECW uh, Championship. Legacy, uh, which was uh, Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase, defeated Triple H, Batista, and Shane McMahon. As Orton got the winning fall in the match, he won the WWE Championship. And Edge defeated John Zena in a last uh, man standing match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Forty-one years ago, April twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-one, in Augusta, Georgia, Tommy Rich defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Thirty-five years ago, April twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-seven, in Memphis. Austin Idol, with help from Tommy Rich, who hid under the ring uh, drinking beer, defeated Jerry Lawler in a hair-versus-hair steel cage match to win the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. Austin Idol guaranteed his win by agreeing to refund the emission gate funds if he did not win. 30 years ago, April 27, 1992, at a WCW Saturday night, Barry Windham defeated Stunning Steve Austin uh, 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 2-1 in a best
0: of three falls match to win the WCW
1: World TV Belt.
0: I like uh, when championships are defended in best two or three falls. Make sure that the title is switching for a reason, not just a fluke.
1: And and it lets it, it's it's more exciting because a lot of the times you'll go to the finer fall and uh, that way a guy can lose but not lose much steam you know and so i i do like those uh, t- uh best out of three definitely not so much for tag team uh i don't i like a tag team just being one fall um but that's just because i mean i'm not a huge fan of the tag team um i'd rather see single matches than any you know tag team mind you there's a lot of good tag team belts uh bouts out there but i just
0: Thank
1: That's you, Vincent, name. man. <laughs> yes. Uh, April 20, uh, 27, 2003, Jazz defeated Trish Stratus to win the WWE Women's Championship. April 27, 2008, Matt Hardy defeated Montel v- Voltavius Porter to win the WWE United States Championship. Triple H defeated Randy Orton, John Zena, and John Bradshaw Layfield in a fatal four way elimination match to win the WWE Championship. 14 years ago, April 27, 2008, in Osaka, Japan, uh, Keiji Muta uh, defeated Shinzei Nakamura to win the IWGP heavyweight belt. The Great Muta. Great Muta. He went by a few different names and spellings of his last name. Oh, yeah. Uh, April 27th, 2004, Wolves, Davey Richards, and Eddie Edwards defeated the Bro-Mans, Jesse Godreed's and Rami E, and DJ Z in a no DQ handicap match to win the TNA World Tag Team Belts. Angelina Love defeated Madison Rain to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. And 25 years ago, April 28, 1997, on Raw Ismore from Nebraska, Owen Hart defeats Rocky Maivia to win the WWF IC belt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, on to the Monday Night Wars, and it looks like we have a special one. It's WWE versus TNA which uh, happened on April 26, 2010. And I'm going to let Sean run this whole thing down, unless he wants me to run the other one down, but I'm fine with him doing this uh, whole one as he watched. Uh, definitely, uh, I think I've seen the TNA stuff, but I didn't see the WWE because I wasn't really following that, but I was interested to see what TNA was putting out. Um, and wow, poor poor guys, bad decision. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so uh, that episode was April 26, 2010. The edition of RAW took place in Richmond uh, Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia, and it was the draft lottery that happened that night. The Hart Dynasty defeated Show Miz to win the WD Unified Tag Team Championships in 11 minutes and 38 seconds. Lay cool, uh Michelle McCool and Layla, who had Vicky Guerrero by their side defeated Eve Torres and Maurice in just about four and a half minutes. CM Punk defeated Evan Bourne in three minutes and 40 seconds. Raw uh, saw with a team of MVP, Mark Henry, Teddy Biasi, Santino Marella, and Yoshitatsu, defeated SmackDown which consisted of Kane, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, Drew McIntyre, and Shad Gaspar in a 10-man tag team battle royal. Uh, I believe that was for uh, getting some picks for their side. And uh, then we saw Chris Jericho defeat Christian in uh, just under 10 minutes. Jack Swagger defeated John Morrison in 1427. Hornswoggle defeated Dolph Ziggler, yes, that's right, Hornswoggle defeated Ziggler in 38 (laughs) seconds. And Batista defeated Randy Orton and Sheamus in a WWE heavyweight uh, number one contendership match uh, in 16 minutes and 47 seconds. As far as the draft uh, went that night, over to Raw was John Morrison, R-Truth, Edge, and Chris Jericho. Moving over to SmackDown from Raw was Kelly Kelly, The Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Christian. And, of course, if you don't remember, TNA Impact was up against Raw that night, with the main event seeing Abyss defeating Ric Flair in a Hall of Fame ring versus Hall of Fame ring match. Uh, their rings, uh, their ratings really sucked that night. I believe uh, Abyss was defending the Hulk Hogan uh Hall of Fame ring It was kind of crazy uh, Looking at that show though It did happen at the Impact Zone In Orlando, Florida Madison Reign Who had uh, Lacey Von Erich And uh, Velvet Sky By her side Defeated Angelina Love And Tara in a triple threat uh, Match To retain the TNA Knockouts Championship And that was just over 8 minutes and 18 seconds uh, That that match took Kazarian uh, defeated Shannon Moore to retain his X-Division championship in just over four minutes. AJ Styles and Sting defeated Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett in a false count anywhere match in six minutes and 15 seconds. I'm thinking if you're doing a false count anywhere tag team, why is it less than 10 minutes at least? Six minutes for a false count anywhere just doesn't mean anything to me. Jesse Neal the replacement for Hernandez and Matt Morgan defeated Team 3D Brother Devon and Brother Ray by disqualification to retain the TNA World Tag Team titles in a minute and five seconds. Team 3D lost in just over a minute. What is this garbage? And as I said a little while ago, Abyss defeated Ric Flair in a Hall of Fame ring versus Hall of Fame ring match just is were five minutes as your main event in this Monday Night War. Yeah. it.
1: Um, you know, if they would have focused maybe on the wrestling and showed, hey, you know, we got decent wrestling over here and shit like that and not putting a spotlight on the old guys and matches that could have gone so much longer and been so much better, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I don't get it And this is why they went back to Thursdays And unfortunately Fell into somewhat obscurity Where they're Considered a joke Today, I'd love To uh, catch some uh, Impact Wrestling uh, When I can Um, The matches are really good The setting is off uh, But I've said it uh, Numerous times their biggest problem right now is they have that albatross of their history they lag behind them. If people if they had a different name and were doing the same thing today, they'd be probably recognized for being a decent product. But because people think TNA and also Dixie Carter and everything else that goes along with it, people just crap on it.
1: Yep. Time to cut that bellican cord. Uh, Birthdays, April 22nd, uh, we see Ezekiel Jackson uh, turn 44, and Chuck Taylor joins him, and he turns 36. On the 23rd, Tony Atlas uh, turns 78, Terry Gordy turns 61, and John Cena turns 45. Pardon me. April twenty third, Dominic De uh turns thirty five. He's also known as T-Bar right now. Oh, there you go. April twenty third, also Britt Baker turns thirty one, and Moose turns thirty
0: eight. Yeah, and the guy ended up having to drop his uh, title to Josh Alexander on his birthday at the TNA, I mean, the Impact Wrestling show. Bummer. April 24th, well, hopefully they gave him a
1: good birthday cake. April 24th uh, would have been the 106th birthday (laughs) of uh, Lou Fez. His real name is just Aloysius is his first name. Uh, April 26th, Kane turns 55, uh, uh, which is going to be our superstar spotlight. Uh, April 26th, also uh, Crusher Jerry Blackwell turns 73. Amazing Red turns 40. On the 27th, Vladimir Kozlov turns 43. And on the 28th of April, Alex Riley turns 41, who is now known as, I can't remember,
0: what's his name yeah, I now? Don't, I, I don't remember, remember. his new name. I know he also was on... uh uh, glow last uh, the third season hmm. of it before it got shut down,
1: but yeah. Anyway, so he um, he's doing uh, quite well for himself right now, and uh, Drew Gulak turns thirty-five, and we're gonna go to Sean um, uh, for the Kane spotlight.
0: Yeah, so uh, we got uh, our other spotlight being Kane. The last couple of weeks, it looks like we've been uh, doing. The guys who had multiple gimmicks, because uh, mm. we had gold dust uh, two weeks ago. Last week was uh, Brutus Beefcake or Ed Leslie, and this time it's Glenn Jacobs, who we've known as uh, Angus King. Bruiser Mastino, he was in uh, yeah, WCW for a uh, small cup of coffee on uh, like a WCW Power Hour or something like that. Oh. The Christmas Creature. Dressed up as a Christmas tree, yes. The Fake Diesel, Doomsday, Isaac Yankum DDS, Corporate Kane, Mike Unabom, Sid Powers, Spartacus, and Unabom. Uh, The picture, yeah, for those watching or those listening and not seeing the picture up there, we have Isaac Yankum, the Fake Diesel, and his many looks of Kane. And we know him also right now as the... uh, Mayor of Knox County. He actually showed up uh, in this past week's Raw, where they were in Knoxville, the home of also Bianca Belair, but to celebrate Randy Orton's 20 years of uh, being a WWE superstar. And so he was around there. But his birthday, as uh, Chris said a little bit ago, April 26, 1967, turning 55 years old uh, just a couple days ago, trained by Dean Malenko, Jeff Bradley and Ray Candy debuted in 1992. He's worked for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, USWA, WCW, and, of course, the majority of his career with the WWF, WWE. Um, Just so much to go with in this, uh, but I don't want to go too in-depth. But as you see on the right-hand side of the screen, he was the star of "See No Evil" as Jacob Goodnight, uh, both parts one and two. I have not seen number two, but I remember Never Jonesy was. and I. I remember Jonesy and I going to see uh, the first one and being one of the up near the front and just laughing at uh, what was going on. I'm not a fan of horror movies, but every time Jacob Goodnight came on, it was just like. Yes, I want one of these little kids to die because all of them were so obnoxious that they deserved to go. And I was rooting for uh Jacob Goodnight the whole time. But so he was doing that, he's part of obviously the greatest WWF uh, storyline in history with the Undertaker uh being the fried up brother, but it turns out it was just most mainly emotional and psychological scars. But who wouldn't have those if your father is Paul Bearer after uh, being conceived, apparently, in the uh, mortuary. But... Oh, yes. Amazing storyline with um, um, titles. He was Smoky Mountain Tag Team uh, Champion with Al Snow. One time USWA Heavyweight Champion. Of course, almost everybody was, uh, if your name wasn't Jerry Lawler, because you got to do it to give it back to Jerry one time WCW tag team uh, champions. That was with the undertaker in one of the, the belts made it to WWE after the sale one time ECW uh, champion. So that was when he, uh, won a match, uh, the opening match at WrestleMania and then took out Chavo later on in the night, uh, to get that one time WF champion, just, uh, one night when he, uh, Ended up winning the first blood match against Steve Austin. Dropped it to him the next night. But of course, how do you lose a first blood match when your whole body is covered by your ring gear and wearing a leather mask? So it was almost inevitable that he was going to win that. He's a one-time uh, World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WD Intercontinental Champion, one-time WD Hardcore Champion, one-time uh, t- 24-7 Champion, two-time WWE Tag Team Champion, nine-time WWE WD, World Tag Team Champion, and that takes in, I believe, uh, with guys like Mankind, Big Show, The Hurricane, uh, yeah, uh, our Rob Van Dam was one of them. So many uh, different guys. Him and
1: x did they ever win it?
0: Him and Xbox won it, I believe, twice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd have to scan down to uh, the list of all the uh, championships because I am going to actually uh, talk about one thing that uh, is there. So, yeah, it was twice with Mankind, twice with X-Pac, twice with The Undertaker, once with Hurricane, Rob Van Dam, and Big Show. So a lot of uh, different partners he was put in there with. Uh, He won the 2010 Money in the Bank, got inducted into the Hall of Fame last year, 2021, Uh, He had his mask beside him uh, on the podium. And, of course, a two-time Slammy Award winner for various things. Now, this is where it's kind of interesting. 30 years of his uh, career, basically, since he's debuted in 92. And there's been maybe a little more negative than positive. Over on the positive side of things, with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he got Feud of the Year with Daniel Bryan, As a member of the authority in 2013 feuding with him most hated wrestler in 2013 as a member of the authority tag team of the year though in 99 with x-pac and of course ranked number four in the pwi 500 singles in 2011. now looking at some of the negative in just a second It's our good old friend Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, supposedly voted on by the fans as well. But some of the things that stand out here, most disgusting uh, promotional tactic, 1996, the fake diesel. Once again in 2002, being accused of murder and necrophilia by Triple H. And one more time in 2004, the pregnancy wedding miscarriage angle with Lita. Excuse me. So many different uh, things that yeah, was negative on them. Carry on with more negativity, thanks to Dave Meltzer. Was a wrestling Observer's Most Overrated Wrestler in 2010, 14, and 15. Worst Feud of the Year against Triple H in 2002. Worst Feud of the Year was Shane McMahon in 2003. Worst Feud of the Year 2004 against Matt Hardy and Lita. Worst Feud of the Year 2007 versus... Uh, Big Daddy B. Worst feud of the year 2008 against Rey Mysterio. And again in 2010 against Edge. 2012 against John Cena. 2013 uh, with the authority angle versus uh, Big Show. Worst gimmick was 96 as the fake Diesel. Worst uh, worked match of the year 2001 with The Undertaker uh, and him teaming against Chronic at Unforgiven and topping it all off and people will agree on this one i gotta at least give credit with this one the worst worked match of the year 2018 in from saudi arabia the brothers of destruction against dx that was just a train wreck when the guy who was out of the ring the longest Shawn michaels was the best performer of that match triple h got injured Taker was off his game, and Kane ended up losing his mask and wig partway through the match and had to put it back on. It was just a train wreck of a match. If you're ever interested in seeing a whole match of Botchamania, go check out that trip to Saudi Arabia. But let's talk about the good things with uh, Glenn Jacobs. He is the mayor of Knox County. Great career uh, with some hiccups, obviously. For 30 years, he finally found his stride with uh, the cane gimmick. So, happy birthday to Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knox County, turning 55 just a couple days ago.
1: And that picture of him as the mayor there, that reminds me, he looks there kind of like um, Richard Mole, that played uh, Bull on Night Court.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I chose this one because he was actually in a uh, suit uh, as opposed to imagining uh, Glenn Jacobs in a sweater vest. Almost uh, Mean Street Posse uh, clothes. Oh,
1: yeah. I'd like to see see him in a uh, ugly Christmas sweater.
0: Oh, it's probably happened. Yeah.
1: I can actually see him as an old man wearing a lot of plaid.
0: Scary. Yeah. All right. So we're here to wrap this all up.
1: And, of course, that is it for this weekend wrestling history, which, of course, is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, cage and from fans and journalists that had front-row seats to history. And, as always, a big thank you to our sponsor, cool Bet. CoolBet.com and sports book betting and casino games. Go give them a check. Uh, Stay cool and bet responsibly. And as always, thanks to all of our Johnners listeners and another one of our sponsors, Hammerlock Preer wrestling
0: And we have another show bringing back the golden age of pro wrestling. Saturday, May 14th from the Saxonia Hall in Elmer, Ontario. Tickets are just $20. Doors open at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. for bell time. I'll be uh, debuting as the ring announcer. CC Moss is making her uh, debut with Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. And so many more great matches are going to happen during that. We thank uh, Hammerlock Pure Wrestling for their sponsorship of our uh, shows. And, of course, my employment. But, uh, yeah, go check them out. And as I said, this weekend here in London, go to the Ramada Inn just off the 401 and the whole hotel I believe is cleared just for people to attend Shockstock weekend. It's been a while since they've been able to do it, but everything is uh, back to somewhat normal. You got your independent horror flicks. You got your uh, karaoke on Friday night. There's the uh, dance party with DJ Philo. There's also uh, the tape traders, so many different things. Uh, Rocco has his uh, hot sauce and much more. You can't go wrong. Yeah, and they but- uh, they
1: have a live show in the ballroom there uh, on the Saturday. My guess it starts probably around eight. Um, I'm not sure of all the bands, but I believe B. A. Johnson is back uh, hosting it, and of course Sprocket Damage. Uh, it will be appearing and uh, they've had one practice uh, since uh, covid started apparently so they should sound quite good
0: oh yeah and hopefully they don't break up during their performance but yeah so many different uh, things going on check it out shockstock you don't want to miss it if you're a fan of independent movies horror movies they are the place to go it is shockstock weekend ramadi in check out their website And it's the Grim Brothers uh, production. Can't go wrong. And we give a shout out to our original scumbags over there at Shockstock. So until then, have a great night, great weekend, and we will see you all next time on our show. All right.
1: Mm